Hey everyone, we're back again. It's Do Your Best Podcast, and I'm pretty sure it's the 10th episode. We're in double digits now. All right, yo guys, we're back. We're back. We're back after a little hiatus that I took. And you might, I just realized this, you might be noticing that I don't have any hair on my head anymore. And that's because I shaved it off. Because that's the only way to get rid of your hair unless you go through chemo or uh, there's or laser hair removal. I think, I think chemo and laser hair removal are similar. But uh, I shaved my head. I shaved all my hair off. Shaved it off a couple weeks ago because I didn't want to have to have any more fucking hair on my head. It was exhausting. Honestly, shouts out to all uh, the women out there that maintain long hair their entire life. It is, it's like a living thing on your fucking head that you just have to deal with all the time. You got to like shampoo it a couple times a week. You got to add like conditioners to it and like oils and you got to comb it all the time and you got to like get it cut regularly to maintain it otherwise it'll get dry and gross and then a bunch of people add color to it and they add their colors to their hair and then you got to buy special shampoos for maintaining the color if you get it like blonde and then you got to get moroccan oil or whatever biotin all the melanin no yeah, what's it called? Anyways, all this shit you got to put into your hair just for it to look nice. And uh, honestly, girls that have nice hair, I have such an appreciation for that now. It's outstanding the fact that you can maintain it and have it look that nice all of the time because maintaining it is exhausting. It's It's the worst thing. And so that's why I shaved my head off. I shaved it off. I like to keep it short. I like to keep it short on the sides, the front, the back, and the top. All the whole thing. I like to keep it short because I don't have to do much. After the shower, it's like it's it's two seconds and it's dry. And it's if you it's been freezing. I've had to wear toques in the morning now, which I don't love because that's not that's the thing you have to just have. I don't I just don't like having shit on my head. Is that that's what it boils down to? So. I don't like having, excuse me, I don't like having fucking things sit, like sitting on my head all the time. It's distracting and it's, uh, you can't control how hot it's going to make your head. Hair makes your head hot, toques make your head hot, and there's nothing worse than having a bit of sweat on like your your forehead because of a toque. And that's what, that's what toques are all about. They uh, they make you too hot and they make your head sweaty. And I haven't been loving that because I walk when I walk to go get the train to work, I walk fast. 
I'm a fast walker because I like burning cows and I like getting my steps in. And I like getting to where I need to be when I want to be there. So I walk fast and my heart rate gets up. My heart rate gets up and I'm going to sweat. My back's going to get a little sweaty. That's why I wear an undershirt under my work shirt. And my pits get sweaty. And my hands. And naturally, if, I'm, if I have a toque on, my forehead. And there's nothing more unflattering than a glossy forehead. And you get acne that way because it's sweat and the chafing from the toque up on your forehead. That's how you get it. And we don't need that. I got the, uh, I missed it yesterday, but I got the Clippers and Bucks game right now. Super exciting. Two very good teams. Um, and I made sure I didn't look at the scores because I wanted to watch it. Yo, Yanis, 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 uh, and Antendakupo, Antendakupo is, it's crazy that a person like that exists in the world, you know? He is like almost seven feet tall, super muscular, deezed, fast, coordinated, and like can jump, and is super nice by the sounds of it. It's like, what did, like, I mean, I knew you grew up in poverty, but you had every other, you had every genetic thing that could get given to you, given to you. He's like decently handsome, probably. I mean, I don't know. I haven't looked at his face too hard, but I feel like he's probably a good looking, decent looking dude. So like, I'll, I'm happy for him. I'm happy for Giannis. I'm happy he's crushing it again this year. I'm happy he won the MVP last year. Deserved it. He took Milwaukee. Imagine living in Milwaukee. Imagine getting drafted out of wherever, like whatever Greek town he's from. And he's like, yes, I'm going to America. And he's like, just kidding. I'm going to fucking Milwaukee, which is pretty much Athens, but with more serial killers. And beer. Dude, they have all the beer and all of the serial killers in Milwaukee. Did you know that? All of the serial killers are from Milwaukee and all of the shitty beers. Pabst. Old Milwaukee. Other ones too. Um, but yeah, getting drafted, going to Milwaukee. It's cold as shit there too. It's in the Midwest. It's like near Illinois, I think. That would be such a change of pace, man. Greece to Milwaukee. But there's all, yeah, yeah, people make changes every day. Doesn't matter. And now he's got millions and millions of dollars. But what's been going on with me? Why did, I, why did I take a break from the thing? I will tell you why. I will tell you why because I had um, one of my best friends from university come stay with me at my place for a week. And so what I usually do with the podcast is I record it on Saturday mornings and then I edit it on Sunday and try to get it out by like Monday or Tuesday. And so he showed up on the Saturday morning two Saturdays ago. So I had to go I had to go meet him and, and, and get him and bring him to my place. So I opted out of recording it that day. I thought I might get around to it on like Sunday or one of the days during the week after work or one of the days I took holiday for. But we were having too much fun and I figured it was a waste of his time. So I decided to just put it off for I guess that would be two weeks. And 
we, you know, collect some stories and just and throw them all into this one. So that's where I've been. I took some I took some time off, took some holiday, got to be like a tourist in my own city for a couple days with one of my uh, one of my good good uh, good homies, and we're back now. We're back now. Things are yo. Know, Vancouver is dismal in the winter time. You forget how you forget how depressing. You know, people always say Vancouver is the sickest place. Very cool, um, a place everyone wa- everyone wants to go. But listen here, folks. I'm gonna give you the insight. I'm gonna give you the insider on what Vancouver is all about. From the months, if you if you start in a calendar year. If you start in January, January, February, March, and even April, I would say if you come to Vancouver as a tourist, you're going to hate it because it's going to be raining. Everyone here's, everyone, No one here is really like that happy. It's pretty depressing. And no one here is actually from here. They're all from other places. And everyone's just like a real estate agent or a drug dealer and or like a mortgage broker. And so it's not like a good group of people. It's not like a fun artistic community with people. People do do yoga and go on hikes, but they also sell shitty investments to old people. So it's like kind of a, a, a melting pot of, of, of terrible people. And so, yeah, you got the rain in those months and you've got the bad people all of the time. And then let's say, okay, where we get January, February, March, April, say May, June, July, August, September. That's your sweet spot if you're a tourist. If you come here looking for you want to get you want to do beaches, you want to do the mountains and you want to be in a pretty city, that's your time to be here. You got to come the summertime. And I think that's I think that's what a lot of people do. That's what you can get the most shit done unless you come here for skiing, then obviously you come in the winter time. And then people get lulled in. What I what I've been seeing happen is people get lulled in excuse me because they come visit in the summertime and they're like yo this is the fucking best man and they come in and they get you know four or five months of like totally tits weather and everyone everyone's fucking out and out in their shorts and their t-shirts and their bikinis and they're shaking their butts and fucking drinking drinking uh drinking nudes and neutrals and they're hanging on the beach and and they're like, yo, this is the fucking life. Everyone here is hot and hot and having fun and doing yoga and and um, you know, whatever, whatever, you know, walking walking dogs. And people are like, this is the shit. I gotta, you know, I'm gonna move here. And then so they they go home. And like, okay, great. I'm gonna aim to move here in the new year, January. So they save up their money, October, November, December. Get through the holidays with their family. Maybe it's bad. Maybe it's good. January comes around and they move here because they want to start in the new year. So they get here and they're like, is this even the same place? Did I just, did I get on the wrong flight? Am I in, am I in uh, Norway? Am I somewhere shitty? No, you're not. It's the same place. It's just depressing for eight months of the year. We get, it's a rainforest, folks. Okay. It's a rainforest. It's going to rain here. It's going to rain here for like six months of the year at least. And you're coming from Ontario or like Alberta or uh, even further east. I don't even know. I don't even, maybe you're from Europe. And Well, no. Let's 
okay, you're from you're from Canada, let's say. You're from the middle to the east. You got cold winters, but you got sunshine the whole time. And let me tell you, you're not going to get that here. You're going to get clouds, and you're going to get um, you're going to get clouds. You're going to get rain. You're going to get entitled um, white moms that are going to tell you how to do your job. If you work in retail or um, anywhere, and you're going to get people to drive Lamborghinis in the wintertime. It's a weird place. You know what Vancouver is? Vancouver is like a very beautiful person with a terminal illness. That's the best way I can describe it. And I've described it to people that way before, but that is the only way that I think I know how to describe it properly. Because it's, uh, on the outside, very pretty, very cool, visually appealing. But at its core, people are bad. The cost of living is very expensive. Um, transit's kind of shitty. They almost went on strike last week. And there's a lot of gangs. and a lot of fucking people that just get shot. In, well, that's like more in the suburbs, but a lot of bad people. Yeah, it's just not that great here. It's pretty good. It's like pretty decent, but it's also not that great. You know, I don't know how to describe anything better than that. I think people come here looking for like a lifestyle that they could probably get in other places for less money and like maybe enjoy themselves more. Like. I don't know. I would argue that like Portland's a cool Portland and Seattle. Actually, well, maybe not Seattle. I'd say Portland. Portland is like your best bet. Portland and San Fran. San Fran's expensive. Fucking everywhere's expensive. But there's other cities along the West Coast that are that do their job better than Vancouver. Say offer the same kind of shit. You know, sunshine, outdoors, some sunshine, mountains, the beach, whatever. You don't have to go to LA or Vancouver. Even though it seems like a lot of people just do that. Or San Fran. There's other places. You know. Go gentrify somewhere else. It's crazy. Man, my, uh, my dad straight up still thinks I'm gay. 25. 25 years old. 25 years old. Lived with a girl for on and off for like three years. No. Yeah, three years of my life. Dated her for like five and a half all throughout university, did all of that, but as soon as I have one of my good male friends come stay with me for a week, I'm gay again. <laughs> I'm like, what? Hey man, just because I like pink and have a more uh, rambunctious way of speaking than you and I'm not a robot, doesn't mean that I'm a gay guy, dude. Listen, have I kissed guys? course it's 2019 people just people are kissing have i uh i got nothing else from that one but i'm, I'm not gay man he uh he's he uh he didn't even ask me to get this so my, i go to my mom's place to have dinner with her on i guess i think it was last week and she tells me that my dad had texted her being like does Jules have a thing going on with these guys that come visit him from university or the ones that he goes to visit? And 
I heard this and initially I was like, I was very angry, but I was like, what? No, man. First of all, just ask me. Dude, if I was gay, dude, I would tell you. I would bring handsome men everywhere that I go. I would come, I would bring them to dinner. I'd bring them to other uh, social events. You'd know if I was gay, dude. And I would tell you. Um, yeah, so he texts this to my mom. And, he tell, and then she tells me this. And I'm like, what the fuck? Are you kidding me? You're not allowed to have close friends? Just because you're like a finance guy and kind of a robot doesn't mean that your kid who wears pink shirts and likes uh, Whitney Houston is a gay guy. You're allowed to have tastes, okay? Get with the times. Get with the program. Dad, do I have issues with my father? Of course. Don't need any more explanation than that. I got a lot of problems with my dad. Do we have a tumultuous relationship? At times, for sure we do. Is it all the time? No. Is it some of the time? Yeah. Yeah. I had, uh, I'm going to have a little sip, sip. Hold on. I had my office holiday party yesterday. Tons of fun. I love um, I love I love seeing people that. So I work for the government, and the government is sort of, and I work for a regulator, and so we're, and so we're pretty much the like fiber. We're the soluble fiber of the government diet. So. We make sure that things are just regular. We make sure that things are just, just, just stay regular. And the people are reflective of that. Nothing happens too quick. Everything kind of just goes. You, you hurry up and then you wait a lot. Do a lot of like, it's, it's like digestion. It happens quick sometimes. And it happens really slowly other times. And so anyways, the people are, uh, a lot of middle-aged. I'd say the median age is probably about 46, maybe 47. And I think I might be the... Maybe there's a younger person than me. I think I'm one of the two or three youngest people there. And so, naturally, I like to cut loose on the weekends sometimes. I'm trying to less now and now. I've been smoking more ganj and uh, trying to not, uh, not drink alcohol because I have a problem with doing alcohol. But... So I, uh, so I like to have fun on the weekends. Obviously, I'm young. And then I'm, I'm, I'm always wondering if the people that I work with also like to have fun on the weekends. And so these, 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 the holiday party is good. is time that I can kind of figure that out. And so because you get free drink tickets, not tons. You get two each, okay? And two is a good indicator, indicator because you can see how much effect two alcohols does to somebody. And... You can see if someone starts doing like a, a loud <laughs> laugh like an hour in, you're like, all right, that guy's either uh, hadn't been out in like 15 years or that guy fucking parties. Um, people start dancing. If, people, if anyone dances in the daylight hours at a holiday function, you know they are not wanting to go home to their children, dude. They haven't been out in... Years, I would say, probably months, years, a decade, and uh, some people were some people danced. Some people danced to one of the songs that came on. It was funny. 
I danced. I wasn't drinking, but I was just dancing because when you got hips and shoulders, share them with the world. And so I would say I noticed maybe maybe 15 people that I think were, were ready to party. And so I had set up I, so I was kind of one of the event organizers for the for the holiday party. So I I'd set up a, a like an after thing at this big bar downtown, and so we all get there, and um, and yeah, so you could see, and I was I was dead on about who was going to make it, and they were all there, and we were there by like four thirty, and people were getting loose, my man. They were getting ready to party dude some of them had like gotten hotel rooms downtown this was their night to do stuff they were out here partying like there's no fucking tomorrow they got babysitters they brought their spouses downtown they were in blouses and dress shirts and they were getting dinner after and they were drinking happy hour drinks dude shit was gonna pop off that being said i dipped out early so I don't know how the event, how that, how the evening went, but that, that, that it was an indicator that they were going to have a blast, and it was good to see. I was excited that, I was excited to see the people that they had the chance to do that, and it was, it was kind of funny. I, there's nothing, there's nothing more entertaining than seeing middle-aged people, um, kind of get get a little buck. It's just there's something about it. I don't know what it is, but it's, uh, it's fun seeing moms swear. All right, maybe, yeah, you know, that's what it is. It's fun seeing moms get a little wild and then seeing uh, seeing dads do the same thing. Dads aren't as fun. Dads get more confrontational a lot of the time. So, yeah, that was my night. Went and got some groceries. I'm feeling broke as shit today. I feel like I spent too much money in the last couple of weeks. But whatever, we'll bounce back. There's an event that you can go to in Vancouver. <clears throat> Excuse me. There's an event that you can go to in Vancouver called Rent Check. And I'm going to pull this up on my phone so I don't get it wrong. So there's an event called Rent Check and it's at the Astoria Hotel. And so what the Astoria Hotel is, is it's used to be a hotel and apartments. I think they still exist and that's on from like the second floor up. And then on the main floor, there's like a bar, there's a stage. I think you can probably eat. I don't know. It's pretty much just like a I think you can like play pool and shit like that. It's a dive bar. It's kind of gross. I think they do, they do like they do music, they do comedy, they do like game nights, shit like that. It's gross. It's right in the middle of like the druggiest part of town. People are like fucking screaming about aliens on the uh, out in the road and um, you know shooting up in the street and shit like that. Pretty 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 terrible part of the city. And so there's an event at the story, and then in in the apartments and hotel upstairs, I think it's like affordable rent or, or like affordable housing or like um, uh, like rent controlled something or something. It's pretty much where people where heroin people go to uh, have sex with prostitutes. I think. Or where, like, I don't know, drug addicts go to take naps. So anyways, at this hotel, there is this event called Rent Check. And what Rent Check is, is an amateur strip night 
It's a body positivity focused amateur strip night. Now, this topic, obviously, 2019 thing, body positivity, very important thing, and I'm walking the line with this one. The joke is not the body positivity thing. Everyone should be proud of their body. Everyone should be allowed to strip. Do your thing. I don't give a fuck. Go, go live your life. It's affirming to go do this kind of stuff. What the joke is, is that, okay, let me just, let me go through this article that I read about it to make sure that I'm getting this right. Uh, okay, so it's been on for five years. Okay, so unlike most strip events, Rent Check is open to performers of all ages, sexual orientations, genders, and body types. Participants run the gamut from 19-year-old construction workers to middle-aged people visibly transitioning from one gender to another and everything in between. So, as you can assume, not only are the, the participants are obviously strange people. They are, well, maybe strange is the wrong word, experimental people, open people. The audience, as I'm sure you can surmise, is even weirder. Because they're watching this, giving them money. They're drinking their rum and cokes and throwing toonies at them. And for the Americans, toonies are $2. Loonies would be singles. So this event happens. I don't know how often, but it's been going on for five years at the Astoria. People doing drugs outside. People fucking upstairs. People fucking in the bar, probably. And my friend, Scott, went to this event, and this is the story he told me about it. And what you should know about, leading into this, what you should know about Scott is Scott might be the, the whitest man that I know. He's one of my dearest friends, also potentially the whitest person I've ever met in my entire life. His hair came out of the womb, combed over. He speaks like he's from New England, but like the good part of New England. Um, he wears beautiful coats. His family is very well off, and he—he's uh, gonna—he's wealthy enough that he left like a very, very good job in Toronto to start his own business in Vancouver that he doesn't really know anything about. And he's telling me about this. So pretty white, pretty white person move to do that. Pretty, pretty comfortable with failure type of move to go for this one. So Scott. My good friend Scott just gets roped into this thing. And I don't know who he went with, but he goes to the story. He goes to the rent check with a group of people. So he goes to this thing. And he says that he, I don't think he knew what he was getting himself into because he's definitely not the kind of guy that would go to this thing, which is even funnier. So... He says they open the event with a land acknowledgement. And for those of you who don't know what a land acknowledgement is, it is a thing that occurs, I think, in anywhere that there has been like indigenous people that, that found that land, where the people who build on this land or host anything on the land give an acknowledgement to like the indigenous group that has like claim over that land. And this really only needs to happen at like government functions, I would say, or like very, very high level things 
where media is covering it and it's something public facing. An amateur strip night and like body positivity thing, not one of those things, especially when the people in that thing are probably on speed and don't even know what the Tuck to Yuck Tuck tribe is. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it opens with a land acknowledgement. And this is all what Scott has told me. I might be getting some of this wrong, but he told me this fucking story and I was pissed in my pants. And so he says the host comes out, does this thing, and then he brings up the first, they bring out the first uh, performer. And she's eight and a half months pregnant, dude. A half a month away from birthing. Okay, so this lady comes out, she announces her. And when they announce her, not only is she eight and a half months pregnant, but the host <laughs> tells the audience, I'm so proud of this woman. I can't believe it's been eight and a half months since on this very stage we took a diva cup and our sperm donor and artificially inseminated this woman on this stage at a rent check night eight and a half months ago. Oh! Oh! What the fuck is even happening at this place, dude? Is that even allowed? you laid on the stage at a place where I'm sure homeless people have pissed and you're going to birth this this stage baby this diva cup this diva cup bad boy that's it it's that's all that's it you you took okay You don't have to give a land acknowledgement if you diva cup birthed, if you diva cup impregnated a woman on that same stage. Is all I'm saying. I don't think I'm gonna go out on a limb and I'm not gonna speak for the indigenous people who have claim over that space, but I'm pretty sure they don't really wanna be associated with people who are diva cup impregnating their participants on stage in front of a bunch of amateurs and guys who have fetishes. Going on a limb on that one, but I have a hard time believing that I'm wrong. Anyways, I heard that and I was like that, uh, Scott described it as the most Vancouver thing he has ever been a part of. And honestly, he's right. That's, abso that's absolutely what it is. Because Vancouver, though it is a strange place full of terrible people and real estate, is also a strange place because there's a lot of people that do drugs and have ba really aggressive bangs and flood pants and uh, um, body positivity things and like to get pregnant on the stage. You know, they're not mutually exclusive. You can do all, you can, Vancouver's a, Vancouver's a real amalgamation of uh, just fucking strange shit. Dang, man. Heard that story. Peed. Thought it was the funniest fucking thing I've ever heard. Kind of gross. Very gross. Very strange. And to a degree makes me want to go to rent check. I feel like I wouldn't have a hard time fitting in there, 
just because it seems like my kind of people. I like the weirdos, man. I like the weirdos until they get uh, a scary, kind of violent scary. I like them. We can talk about we can talk about weird shit, but as soon as you're like, hey, man, you know what? I, you want to stab a guy? I'm out. That's what I call it. That's what I say, no mas, friend. Ne fuck no. Ne fuck no, dude. Ooh. Okay, this is a thought I've been having for a, for a while. Is um, actually no, you know what what this was was when my buddy Chris came to visit last week. We were sitting here. We we're about to go out. We were sitting here listening to rap music, and maybe we were about to. I think we just woken up for a nap. And it was like those post-nap thoughts. We weren't napping together. We were napping separately. And even if we were napping together, who gives a fuck, okay? So we just had this nap. We woke up. And Chris hits me with this bomb and says, Do you ever wonder, do you think homeless people have sex? And if so, where? And I was like, Whoa. Doc. Good thought. I have no fucking idea. I had never, that had never crossed my mind. In my entire life. Total bombshell. Caught me way off guard. Because they must, right? You think about this. Homeless people, homeless people, okay, addicted to drugs, not addicted to drugs, everyone still has a sex drive to a degree. It's insatiable. It's it's palpable. It's there. So they must want to fuck each other. And homeless people have to be aware of their circumstances and know that they can only fuck other homeless people. And I think I think for some I was thinking about where where it would happen. And so in Vancouver we've got a lot of these affordable housing or like short-term living places so you can go they're all in like pretty gross parts of town they're very cheap you get like a bed i think and like a, i think like a washroom and i'm thinking if you can get the money together you go knock boots in there right now if you can't afford that say you're someone who is severely addicted to crack cocaine and are walking fast everywhere for some reason because every drug guy who does crack or speed is in a hurry to get to the next place. That's why I think they're all thin. They all, they're just like burning cows, getting steps all the time. Okay, so say you're one of those guys. Say you just tooted some crack and you're like, yo, I'm ready to, I'm ready to bust nuts. Where do they go? And that's the one I don't, I don't know because I've walked, see, I've spent a lot of my life walking through downtown from like work or like going out, you know, sometimes I cut through laneways, sometimes I don't cut through laneways, sometimes it's nighttime, sometimes it's daytime. And never once in my life have I seen a couple of, uh, 
some crackhead Carls, some crackhead Carleens, you know, banging gents, smashing genitals. Never one time. So where are they doing it? How much money do they have? Where do they... I almost wonder, how much money do they have? Can they afford those those one-night places? And if so, are they, are they uh, going 20 toes in there? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe they're just in bathrooms in pharmacies. Maybe they're just in McDonald's. Sucking each other. I don't know. I I uh, I was at a loss when Chris hit me with this one, dude. It was because you don't know the answer, do you? Nobody does, unless, of course, you've been homeless or are homeless and have had sex with another homeless person in these exact circumstances. Now, will I ever know the answer to that? Hopefully not, unless things take a severely drastic turn for me and go, go south. And I, and I end up homeless or addicted to crack cocaine or both. I don't know. I'll let you guys decide. Maybe you've seen it, maybe not. Because everyone wants to be banging. Facts of life, dude. That's a, it's a human, it's a human uh, whatever it's called. Instinct? Man, at my holiday party yesterday, I won this totally bitchin' Instax camera, dude. Full-size, white Instax camera and like six boxes of film. I don't even like taking photos, but I can shoot a fucking smut film with the amount of film that I have, dude. I can send crotch shots to all my ex-lovers if I wanted to. Across the board, nuts. Gooch. Also, my face. Tasteful. But yeah, I've got this camera, and I don't even like photography that much, which is, okay, at my work, I take the photos for some reason. I don't know anything about photography. Zero. I know how to use the DSLR because it's automatic. And everyone naturally is like, I guess they would think that I'm the photography guy just because I take their photos, but I don't know anything about photos. So everyone's like, oh, aren't you excited you won the Instax? And I'm like, I guess... I mean, I don't really know when I'm going to use this thing. Aside, I don't really capture many beautiful moments. I don't have that many beautiful moments, okay? Maybe I'll take a picture of my family at the holidays. I don't know. My family's a little fucking crazy and kind of broken. I don't know if I want to have that image all the time. Who's winning? Show me now. The, uh, I got NFL, not NFL, I got NBA, um, oh, I can watch the thing. I got NBA League Pass, Game Pass, NBA Live, whatever it's called. The one where you get NBA, I think it's NBA League Pass. And I don't know if it's just in Canada or if it's everywhere, but there are so many blackouts on games you can watch. Like, any nationally televised games... Any games that are on like NBA TV, which I don't know what that is. I think that's like the cable subscription to NBA are all blacked out. So like any of like the really top notch games on like Friday and Saturday nights, can't watch them. Can't watch them. Well, you can't watch them live. You can watch them like a, a little ways after the start. But it's like 
I have to wait a day to watch any of the sick games. Like if I if if I come home and I want to watch ball, I have to watch like fucking Orlando and uh, I don't know like fucking Phoenix, which isn't even that bad. But I mean, or like Memphis and New Orleans. I'm like, okay, I guess. I mean, I watch this because you're all athletic and it's fun to watch. But like, I'd rather be watching. Braun and AD play Kawhi. It's more fun for me. Also, what the fuck is going on with Portland? Portland Trailblazers are sucking it, dude. I'm glad they picked up Carmelo. That's pretty cool. But they're still bad. They lost to LA last night. I'm getting off on a sports thing. Not gonna not gonna get into this. Oh. Man, I am going to the Canucks game today. I'm going to go watch hockey for the first time in I don't know how long. I don't watch hockey that much. Very excited, to be honest. There's something about live sports. There's something about live events where live sports particularly, because everyone's seated, whereas like concerts, concerts are a bit of mayhem. I get kind of stressed out in concerts, and I'd also... My ears get uh, ringing. I think it gets me right in the fucking tinnitus that I have from listening to my headphones too loud all of the time. But live sports are a tremendous experience. One of my favorite things to do, and I don't do it enough, but I am getting to see uh, each of my favorite my teams play this year, which is exciting. I get to see the Canucks play. I saw the Seattle Mariners play, which is baseball. Canucks are hockey. I'm seeing, I've seen Seattle, I've seen the Seahawks, but I'm going down to see the Seahawks play their last game this season. Super excited. And then I'm going down to see Portland in, I think, February. I can't remember who they're playing. Someone decent. But I get to see, it's my first time in my entire life. I will see all four major sports live in the same season. And I'm honestly super excited. It's a cool thing for me to do. I'm uh, very, very excited about it. I rarely get to do that kind of stuff. I also choose to stay at home a lot because I like it. I like uh, I like just uh, getting stoned and coloring my coloring book. But when opportunity comes a knocking, if if the doors are if the doors are rocking, don't come a knocking. Fallujah, what a ridiculous array of of nouns and vowels and consonants that is. Man, dude, what is that accent? Who is that? Is that Bill Clinton? <laughs> he's from he's from Arkansas. Who? Yeah, but I'm running out of steam again. Maybe I'm uh, maybe I didn't have as much stuff prepared as I thought I was gonna have prepared. But we're gonna pull through. I'm gonna give you this hour. I know. I, I know. I missed. Uh, I missed like two of them. So I owe you guys this one. I've been working on my diet lately, and it's been making me angry because I've been trying to eat less sugar and carbohydrates. And sugar, I would argue, is the most addictive thing I've ever had in my body. And 
I'm pretty sure it's a fucking drug because I got more angry. I'm more angry giving up sugar than anything I've given up in my entire life. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? And like, I've quit. So I kind of, I kind of fucked myself a little bit. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to cut out sugar, which has been going, it's been going good because I haven't been eating it, but it's also exhausting. It's totally weird because you, it's like weird because you don't get sugar rushes anymore. You don't get, yeah, there's no, like, there's no spikes and there's like, you have to get energy other ways. Which, I mean, makes sense. It's probably, it's a healthier way to get energy to not have, like, count on sugar. And then at the same time, I've been cutting out a lot of my carbohydrates and, or, like, replacing them for, like, shitty carbs for, like, a bunch of vegetables. I mean, like, pretty much vegan. I mean, I don't eat a ton of, I think the only thing I eat is, like, eggs sometimes. But, so I cut this out and then I also try to cut out Almost all my coffee, I'll have one cup of coffee a day before the gym. And this combination of things has been exhausting. You don't realize how much you count on like shitty carbohydrates, caffeine, and sugar until you get rid of them all. It's like, man, I was like, I felt like irritable at certain points. If I like didn't eat in at like the right times of the day, I could feel myself getting angry. I was like, because I usually try to go to the gym on like a kind of an empty stomach and then I'll get hungry at the gym and I'm like, by the time I'm done at the gym, I'm like fully in like, if someone even just like, I'm in anger mode, dude. I'm like, my testosterone, dude, I'm fucking, uh, I'm ready, dude. You know, and so yeah, I've been. I felt like hella irritable. I've been. My energy is finally getting good now. It's like steadying out, which has been awesome. Because I've been eating a ton of like tons of vegetables, um, tons of food with like vitamin C in them, and um, higher fat and higher protein, and it's been great. And it took a while to get off, but let me tell you, the first couple of days I was. I was pissed. I was angry. Felt like shit. It's weird. Definitely had a caffeine reliance. So that's more or less out of the way now, which is cool. But it was fucking difficult. And I'm still trying to get eat, eat do that. Mostly for my skin and my body. But also because I want to feel better than everyone else. I want to I want to know that I'm doing better, you know? Cause I'm petty. I'm Tom Petty, dude. I'm gonna I'm Tom Petty. Yeah. Oh Papa needs his medicine. He drinks it up. And then he stays sitting in his chair, in his chair. Man, I got some more comedy coming up, dude. I've been doing it a bunch. 
I've been doing it. I've done it at least once a week since I started. And feeling better every time I go up. Feeling good, feeling funny. Um, it's been really exciting. I have some filmed it yet. I'm I have I have the I have so I have the show later in December, which I'm feeling uh, that's the one I'm kind of leaning towards. I'm gonna ask someone to film that one. That'll be my first like. I think I think I make a bit of money off of it. I don't know, maybe not. Even still, it's like kind of a legit one. It's on a Saturday night. Pretty cool. Feels good. Um, excuse me. But once I film it, I'll start sharing them. I also didn't want to give away all my bits that I've been working on before I like put them all together in this thing. So that's another reason. That being said, I think a lot sometimes the shit I talk about in here, I end up like being like, oh that was pretty funny. I should I should write I should write about that. And comedy's fun because okay, you know what? I don't think the I don't think my uh, my thinking translates well to a podcast. Maybe it does, I don't know. People seem to think this is funny. But I like, with jokes, you have an infinite amount of time to keep refining them, right? It's like you can have an idea, like I'll have an idea on here and I won't be able to like flesh it out. So I'll have like a, a thought or a, I remember part of a story and that's it. And I'll be like, okay, I'm going to share this with you. That's all I got. But with a joke, you'd be like, okay, I'm going to write this down, think this through and you can hear the holes in it, or, or like where things need to be need to be uh, like beefed up and it's okay I can work on this for as long as I want I can go test this out and like say it different ways and 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 and, and work on delivery at different parts of it and that is not something that you can do with podcasts I mean it's good if you edit it but editing is for cowards okay this is me this is me and this is fucking Julian in the raw this is Stevia in the raw this is fucking this guy uncut raw dog in it I'm my my words are raw dog in this microphone. Fucking getting this mic pregnant with my thoughts and my words. That's just how it is out here. It's me coming at you for an hour. T talking nonsense. Talking a bunch of things. I almost had a, I almost actually uh, asked my buddy Chris to be a guest on this thing. But he was, uh, he'd be a shitty guy to interview. Because he's like, you know what he is? He's like the nicest guy. That's the thing. He's like super nice and laughs at everything and would be a terrible guest because it would be too easy to make him laugh, I think. That's kind of what I, that's what I thought. He'd just be sitting there like, <laughs> no, how does he? <laughs> His fucking goofy ass. He's a goofy ass ginger. Big dude. Big tall guy. Um, ginger's fuck, and also yeah, just laughs all day. He's the he's the best guy to have in a friend group because he's like the most positive dude and also laughs at everyone's jokes. Everyone needs one of those guys in their in their group. He brings the group way up. He's like, he's also the fire starter if we end up going out because he'll be like, he's from a very small town in Ontario. It sounds ridiculous, the name of it, and I can't remember right now, but. He's from this very small town in Ontario where they drink, and his brothers straight up have made moonshine. I've tasted it. It tastes like gasoline. It makes you drunk as shit. And so, yeah, he's from a small enough town where I think most of what they do is just drink and make moonshine and then do construction or, like, some kind of heavy machinery. So he was always the fire starter in our group because our group was made of people from 
not as small towns as his. And he'd show up. He'd be like, okay, you guys, let's have a beer. And he'd be like, okay, let's have a beer then. And then what we do is he'd be like, okay, let's have uh, 15 more. And then because he's so positive and charming, you're like, of course, dude. Let's black out. Let's jump in the snow. Let's scream at some people. We didn't, we didn't scream at people that much, if ever. But we definitely jumped in the snow. Do you ever think like your memories, man, nostalgia, that's, nostalgia is a hell of a fucking thing, is your memories always seem way cooler than they were. Like, you remember things, you remember the best parts of things, always, or like the worst parts of things, naturally. But like, him and I were, him and I were talking, and like, the whole fun part of like maintaining a friendship is just like looking back on things and like having a shared experience and it's like our like we weren't even having conversations we were just like relaying stories back to each other and it was the shit dude it was so much looking back on things is so much fun it's crazy dude just like reliving experiences i don't know i don't understand why it's like if it's like this fun it's like this i don't know I don't, I don't know what it is, but it's like you, you, having this like shared, uh, okay, in The Sopranos, they explain it as everything is everything. It's that, is that two boxers, even though they're two separate things, they're like waves. They just are the same. They're, they're one and the same. They're, they're feeding off each other. I don't know. I think that's kind of what Tai Chi is or Feng Shui, one of those Chinese things, is that energy is just being passed between each other and it's all one thing and that's what these that's what it's like with these friends it's like oh you're all kind of, you're all on the same wavelength is what it is and it's you all have these shared experiences and experience them the same way but also differently and it's how you reflect on these things that makes them fun to like share again and go over them all the time that's like well, we do that so much and it's like it never gets boring and then you and then in the midst of these times you're doing these things you're making new experiences for later that you can do it again and that's the whole, that's what fucking life's all about, dude, is looking back and enjoying the time that you had. Enjoying the fucking time, dude. I'm feeling great these days is what, the, what it boils down to. You might think the shaved head is a sign, but straight up, I have never been in a better place in my entire life. Do I have that much money? Not really. Do I have uh, a rockin' bod? No, not necessarily. Do I have... Uh, a bus pass? Fuck yeah. Do I have uh, a bunch of other shit to be happy about? Do I have do I have my do I have my sports subscriptions? Shit yeah. Do I have light and power in a house? Fuck yeah, dude. I got all these things. Got all these I don't have a lot of things, but I have all of these things. And you got to you got to like what you got. You got to you got to appreciate what you have. And that's something I think I took for granted for a long time. And I think a lot of people do that too. Um, you gotta, you gotta appreciate what you got is what I'm, what I'm trying to say, I think. And I don't know how I got here to this point. I don't even know how this conversation, this isn't even a conversation. This is me talking to a fucking window, but I don't know how this lecture got to where it's going to be, but I think I'm going to wrap it up because I'm feeling like this is a good note. It's a good, it's a good place to leave it at. I'm feeling great. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to go get my endorphins up and keep this going. Thanks for bearing with me. 
Sorry for the two-week hiatus. As always, it's Do Your Best Podcast with Julian Davis. It's on Spotify. It's on Apple Podcasts. It's on YouTube as well. Um, Go like it. Go subscribe to it, please. Go listen to it. I don't think... uh, Go like it. Subscribe it. Go leave a comment. You know, help a brother out. I really want to quit my job one day so uh, so I can go focus on this podcast and comedy thing and maybe write some stories. So this is the first step in doing that. Anyways, do your best, everyone. Maybe today go and... Um, I don't know. It's a Saturday today. Well, this is going to come out on like a Monday or Tuesday. So I'm, maybe I'll be at work. Maybe you won't be at work. But either way, I don't know. Tell someone uh, at work... Um, they look good. Comment on their shoes or their shirt. Be like, hey, that's. It. But don't make it sexual and weird. Just say, hey, love your jacket. And that's that. All right, everybody. I'm out.